Thank you for clicking on this podcast. My name is Paul Hurtner from American Century Investments, and we're here today with Trevor Gerwich, Senior Portfolio Manager for Global Small Cap and Non-U.S. Small Cap here at American Century. Thanks so much for your time. It has been an interesting start to 2019. Uh, more interesting in a very good way than the end of, of 2018. Uh, where does small cap look? Uh, how does small cap look from where you sit? Small cap looks very good from where I sit. I think one of the things we're seeing today is, is that small cap companies are so diverse uh, and really can offer investors a great opportunity at finding earnings growth uh, on a global scale. Essentially, what we do at American Century is we look for companies that are starting to inflect their revenue and earnings growth patterns. When that happens, we typically start to focus on what's driving those patterns, and we go through a comprehensive analysis of you know, what's driving the inflection, how sustainable is that inflection, uh, can we get to a gap on our earnings, growth versus where the street of consensus might be and is that priced into the stock. So when we apply that filter on our universe, uh, we continue to find lots of very interesting opportunities. Looking back a little bit at Q1, what were some of the upside and downside surprises? Q1 was a very interesting quarter because it came on the back of a very tumultuous Q4. Uh, in Q4, there were a couple of events uh, that started unfolding in the world, and the first was the Federal Reserve of the United States indication that they were going to start increasing interest rates at a relatively constant pace. This concerned a lot of investors that essentially means that your cost of capital will go up and that impacts small caps probably most negatively. Uh, we continue to have a view that we saw a much more measured pace of interest rate increases. And we used a lot of that sell-off to buy companies that we thought were unfairly punished, what we call babies thrown out with the bathwater. The other big incident that happened in the second half of last year was essentially the trade wars, the trade wars that were started between China and the United States. And that caused probably the most damage amongst the markets. What we started seeing is companies in Asia really bringing their capex to a halt because they didn't understand what was going to be the impact of the tariff. Was it going to be a 10% tariff? Was it going to be a higher tariff? Uh, as a result, customers stopped their orders and that really brought things to a standstill. So Q1 was really the antithesis of that. Uh, we saw a big rebound in our markets. Uh, we started seeing a lot of the headwinds turn into tailwinds. So the interest rate debate really turned around and instead of a upwardly stair-step interest rate cycle or curve, we started seeing a flattening or potentially even a lowering cycle uh, going forward, which is extremely supportive for our universe. And then the trade uh, headwinds we think are now becoming much more of, of a tailwind. So what we're seeing is a lot more of a detente between China and the U.S. You're seeing a lot of positive signals coming from both the U.S. administration and the Chinese administration and the real willingness to get a signed trade deal so that we can resume commerce as, as normal. 
how this trade deal not only impacted the US and China, but it also severely impacted Europe because Europe has very significant trading relationships with Asia and especially China. And this is really what caused a lot of the slowdown, we believe, in Europe as well. So Q1 is really the thawing of a lot of these big concerns. Um, we are starting to see a lot more policy relaxation coming out of China, whether it's decreasing of the VAT rates, whether it's ways to stimulate real estate and infrastructure purchases. Uh, that's really starting to create a, 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 a base in the growth level in China and, and at least something to start seeing a little bit more of acceleration of that Chinese economy. Uh, we're also seeing a very different view from uh, the Europeans in terms of their policies towards interest rates and their ability to extend the easing of interest rate policy within Europe, which is, we think, quite supportive. And then obviously in the US, we continue to see a very strong environment, uh, strong growth in jobs. Uh, we're seeing decent wages. Uh, we saw a little bit of a blip with the uh, government shutdown, but we think that's a real one-off and, and we're, we're back, back, onto, uh, you know, back onto a situation where we foresee pretty strong growth and a pretty strong economy in the U.S. So when the Fed pivoted on interest rates in Q1, did you see any kind of dramatic spike in terms of valuations on small cap? So when the U.S. Federal Reserve pivoted on its interest rate policy, that change in expectations of interest rates and interest rate trajectory immediately filters into the discounted cash flow or the DCF calculations of most analysts when they go out and start to uh, calculate or estimate the value of a company. So instead of looking at 100 or 150 or 200 basis points higher interest rates, we're looking at a much flatter interest rate curve, which is extremely positive uh, for interest rate sensitive uh, equities. So when you see that pivot as the person making the buy, sell, and hold decisions, do you quickly try to jump in and add to positions? And I know we're bottom-up investors, but obviously that sort of news can have a significant valuation effect on these companies, at least in the short term. Do you look to snap up some things? Do you add to positions? Do you kind of wait? How does that work when that news starts to get out there and be disseminated? So we are essentially bottoms-up investors, and we are always fully invested. So we saw the immediate impact of that change in interest rate policy, um, but our thinking might change. So instead of being a little bit more defensive, uh, we can really realign our expectations for a more extended growth curve, which essentially means that uh, the names that we think have longer duration cash flows are going to re-rate and they would be uh, more open for uh, entertainment in terms of investment uh, positions. Trevor Gerwich, Senior Portfolio Manager at American Century for Global Small Cap and Non-U.S. Small Cap. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. The opinions expressed are those of American Century Investments or the Portfolio Manager and are no guarantee of the future performance of any American Century Investments portfolio. This information is for educational purposes only and is not intended as investment advice. 
Investment return and principal value of security investments will fluctuate. The value at the time of redemption may be more or less than the original cost. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. References to specific securities are for illustrative purposes only and are not intended as recommendations to purchase or sell securities. Opinions and estimates offered constitute our judgment and, along with other portfolio data, are subject to change without notice.